Welcome to the Become a Unique Podcast, episode 13. So over here at the Become a Unique Podcast, the topic of self-care and wellness has been an underlining subject in many conversations. At Become a Unique, we are learning how to start shifting the energy to self. But today, it's not an underlining subject in a conversation. Self-care is the star topic of today's show. No subliminal hints around self-care. We are about to get right into it. Now, what is self-care? Well, according to Oxford Language Dictionary, the definition is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, particularly during periods of stress. Well, I personally think this definition could be expanded on, but I do agree with taking an active role in protecting one's being. The key point being taking an active role. We don't just wake up and self-care happens. We have to actively participate in it. The part that I think this definition could be expanded on is where it states, particularly during periods of stress. Yes, I agree that stressful times do require more self-care, But what about self-care being a part of your lifestyle so you can flourish and glow from the inside out? This statement is like saying, when your house gets dirty, you clean it. Yes, that's true. But if you take an active part in taking care of your home every day, it will stay clean. Now that my understanding and appreciation for self-care is like on 100 right now, I understand self-care needs to be a lifestyle, not I will look into it when things are falling apart. In order to help things to not fall apart, self-care is key. In my personal opinion, self-care could look different for everyone. One person's version of self-care may be a three-mile run three times a week. And another person's version of self-care may be escaping away in the book every evening. It's up to you to figure out your personal prescription to self-care. It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all with the actions, but be mindful of the two words, self-care, and ask the question, how can I actually care for myself? Let's take a moment to think about our actions when we care for others. Let's think about a new mother caring for her baby. Now that new mother, she gives that baby so much love. She makes sure that baby is fed even before she feeds herself. She gives that baby baths when she may have skipped a shower that day. Maybe she skipped the shower for two days, but she makes sure that baby get that bath. She would never, ever 
go into a laundry basket and pull out soiled clothes to put on the baby. But yet, she may be walking around with the same leggings on for three days. And that shirt is stained with milk. No need for me to keep going on. You can see the care that we are capable of giving to others, but sometimes lack giving to ourselves. So today, we are going to focus on self-care routines for ourselves opposed to caring for others let's start learning and growing let's get into it today on the becoming unique podcast i have an amazing guest i have kennedy from live by being welcome Thank you. Thank you, Unique. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. So before we get started, please tell the audience who Kennedy is. Yes. So I am a self-care advocate and owner of Live By Being, a wellness brand centered on self-care rituals that nourish the skin and soul. I am a native Houstonian. I attended a university here receiving an undergraduate degree in psychology and entrepreneurship. Um, And I've studied aromatics and aromatherapy for about six years. Uh, And my studio is located uh, here in Houston, Texas. Oh, I'm going to have to make sure I get there if I ever get to Houston. (laughs) Yes, come on by. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Okay, so before we get into today's topic of self-care rituals, please tell us how you got to the point of being an entrepreneur in the wellness industry. Yes. So very unique story, actually. Um, So as I said, I attended the University of Houston here, getting my degree in psychology and entrepreneurship. Um, But while I was attending college, I was putting myself through college by leasing uh, apartments. And I started when I was 18 and just worked my way up very quickly. By 21, I was a manager. By 23, I was a regional manager. And I really fell in love with the industry because it gave me the ability to, I guess, flex my entrepreneurship muscles because no two days are the same in that industry. Um, And it it also paid well. And so when I got ready to graduate college, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I kind of, I let fear get in the way. It was like, well, this is what I know. I'm really good at it. You know, it pays well. It's a safe bet. So I'm just going to stick with this. Um, And so that's what I did. (laughs) That's what I did. And for 12 years, I worked in that industry um, and I had my list just like everyone else does. I'm going to be, I'm going to graduate college by this year. I'm going to be in in this manager role by this age and married with children by this age and just this whole life path and plan. Uh, And I looked up one day about six months before my 30th birthday and I just had an aha moment. I had a real moment with myself and just was like, you're not happy. You have everything that you thought that you needed and wanted. And that is great. And that's wonderful. But there is something missing. There is something missing. And it's okay to acknowledge that the first step is to acknowledge that something is missing and you're not fulfilled. Uh And so now let's begin the journey of figuring out what that is. Um, And what I really realized in that moment was just that I was really stressed and overwhelmed and I didn't really have a center in my life. I didn't have anything or any habits grounding me. Um, Mm -hmm. I just had a health scare. So I wasn't taking care of my health. I was just all work and 
everything else came second. And so Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know what? When I was growing up and I was really younger, one of the things that I used to do to really ground myself and relax was to take baths. Like bath time was just a time where I could escape the world and create my own world, if you will, and and just relax. And so I started incorporating a weekly bath ritual into my lifestyle. And every week on Sundays at seven, no matter what was going on, the world was burning down outside. It didn't matter. You know, that was my time for me. And Mm -hmm. in doing that, I, you know, I rediscovered all the hobbies that I had put to the side because they weren't important, like reading and journaling and, you know, all of those wonderful things. And so I just began to incorporate more of those things into my life. And then I realized while bathing, you know, I love myself, but I know that I'm not the best version of myself because I'm not being mindful of what I put into my body. I'm not working out, which working out could be a really good stress reliever. And so Mm -hmm. then I just started incorporating additional lifestyle rituals into my life. And, you know, I looked up six months later and I lost 20 pounds. Um, You know, I was happier. I was healthier. I just felt like I had control of my life. And in doing that, I realized that I could really share this with the world. You know, if someone knew that just taking care of themselves and taking a moment for themselves um, could really change their life by just making that one choice and that one choice could lead to another choice and another choice, you know, then I would love to share that with people. Um, And doing that also really gave me the courage to say, I've built million dollar companies. Certainly I can build one for myself and I believe in myself Mm -hmm. and I have faith enough to do that. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for me. And, yes. and then I launched <laughs> a year later, I, I, I launched, I launched uh, my company. Yes. Oh my goodness. Your story was just so beautiful on so many levels, so relatable on so many levels, like just from the beginning and just talking about you had every, you were doing everything on the checklist, but still you didn't have that fulfillment. And I think a lot of people, um, I can't speak for everyone, but I just think we need to start to be more mindful of like this so-called American dream that we're being told that we should have. We need to have, you know, the house, the kids, the car, the, you know, two car garage and so on. But yet are we looking at ourselves and seeing, are we being fulfilled with this checklist? And um, it's so great that you was able to see that in yourself and especially early on 30 is still young. So it's so amazing yeah. that you was <laughs> that you was you know, it to, doesn't, to, to recognize it definitely this. doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it, it is. Um, it, but it's amazing that you was able to recognize these feelings early on. And I think, you know, like you said, you know, you also fear play fear played um a role in this as well, too. Oh, well, I'm making money and um, you know, things are good. You know, why do I need to shift this? Um in a lot of times, you know, fear of the unknown, you know, stepping out on the limb and, you know, investing in ourselves. Sometimes that's a limitation for us to move forward. So like that part was just so relatable, so beautiful. And then you getting into the self-care part and just like taking those moments for yourself. It's just so important. And, you know, I say 30 young because I didn't see this at 30. I'm like, I had to wait until I was in my 40s to to recognize, hey, I do kind of need to like, you know, take care of myself and make myself a priority instead of making everyone else around me a priority and forgetting about I I am a priority too. So, um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your beautiful story. I, I greatly appreciate it. So now let's get into today's topic. 
rituals. So what are self-care rituals? Yeah. So a self-care ritual is any loving acts that you do to improve your overall well-being. Uh, these acts, such as a bath, become rituals when you hold space for sacred intent to love yourself through them. Um, and so I, I'm always really excited by when people say, well, self-care is more than just a bubble bath and a face mask. Mm -hmm. And and I say excited because the first thing that I do is hold space for the intent of their words when they say that, because I understand mm -hmm. that that's really, it's not an attack. You know, it's really just the intent to express that self-care self and self-love is more than that. And you're absolutely correct. But I always like to say that the bubble bath and the face mask is how you court yourself. I mean, in a self-love relationship and a self-love journey, you're dating yourself. And yeah. for me, I know I can speak personally that, that that weekly bath ritual was how I courted myself. It was how I was able to create a space in which I could do even more self-love rituals, like working out, like eating mindfully and saying, well, you know what? I don't need to have that. You know, I don't need to use food to cope with my day because I feel grounded. I feel loved. Yes. I feel supported within myself. And so mm -hmm. anything that you do to, to improve your overall well-being is a self-care ritual because the intent is to love yourself. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. The intent is to love yourself. That's amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would like for you to like, please give us some examples, uh, examples of, quick self-care rituals that we can start adding into our everyday lives? Yes. Well, one of the ones that is my favorite that I do now in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, I think it's great to mention is the uh, gratitude hand-washing ritual. Um, so what you do is whenever you're washing your hands, you're just going to quiet your mind and take three deep breaths and hold the intent in you to be grateful for your health to be grateful for your loved ones and their health and to be grateful for the recovery of those that are unwell. And so you just tell yourself in this moment of me washing these hands, this two minutes, I don't have to think about what's next. I don't have to think about something I forgot to do yesterday. I don't have to think about what this person said and what they might've meant. I can literally just have this moment to myself and be grateful and, and give myself these po that, that positive energy. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, so that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, another one is smiling at yourself in the mirror each time you go into the bathroom. When I really started my my self-care, self-love journey, I, I did a lot of practices like this. And I just couldn't believe how little I looked at myself in the mirror and smiled, how little I looked at myself and just said, you know, you're beautiful before you put on makeup, you know. And so that is something that's really quick. It just takes a second to look at yourself in the mirror and just, you know, tell yourself you're beautiful. And even if you can't feel the intent of those words when you initially do it, you can just hold space by smiling and just saying, I see you, you know, that's, that's a really great way to just take a quick moment for yourself. Um, taking 10 minutes each morning upon waking up and asking yourself, how do, how do you feel? And how can, how can I make you happy today? Mm -hmm. And then just sitting and waiting for the answer to come up. You can keep going. Cause I don't want to, um, I'm learning. I'm really learning. I'm like, even though these are small, quick, you know, um, tips, these are things that I haven't been doing. You know, yeah. I think when I'm washing my mind, I'm washing my hands, my mind is all over the place or it's nowhere. And right. like you said, you know, taking a moment to, you know, give that gratitude, to hold that space, to say, I'm thankful for my health. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for my family and so on. 
it's just really being mindful about that. And I really think I'm going to, I don't think I am going to start implementing that. And then also what you said about looking in the mirror, I, I am so guilty of not looking in the mirror. I don't right. look in the mirror. <laughs> oh and, my God. And you know, it's, it's a great thing to, to acknowledge and to, to see because now you can change that. Yeah. I, I'm so grateful for these tips because like literally I'm going to start using them. But if you got more, keep, Keep giving them because they're they are definitely going to be useful at least in my life. <laughs> okay, of course. Um, one of my favorite morning rituals is tea, um, or taking an early morning walk. So I have a dog, and so before I look at my phone, when I first wake up, I sit with myself, and you know, twenty twenty really really drove that the last one home for me because being quarantined during a pandemic and being single you needed to perform a lot more self-care and self-love during this pandemic because there was just so much that was up in the air. I mean, at one point my studio had to be closed for two months and I had to, you know, let one of my studio assistants go, which was a, was a, a difficult choice and everyone else was working remotely. And so you spend a lot of time with yourself and you can be the greatest self-care advocate and performer, but you still sometimes need to acknowledge and address when feelings come up. And so the waking up each morning and I would just say to myself, literally, good morning, beautiful. What can I do to make you happy today? Yeah. And then I would wait for the answer. And what I've done is told myself, I see you. Good morning. I see you. And I want to make you happy today. And if that looks like working all day because you're excited about a project that's coming up, that's what that looks like. If that looks like spending the day in nature and responding to emails only, then that's what that looks like. Whatever I can do to make you happy today, that's what I want to do. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just loving, <laughs> loving, like, I'm like really absorbing this all and like, I'm just trying to be present and I'm like, wow, like you really are like almost preaching um, <laughs> so far. <laughs> like this is just all the vibration that I'm just absolutely loving. And thank you. Thank you. I'm just so grateful for this information that you're giving us today. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> Okay, so now I have to tell you something that I don't really take baths. And the only baths that I like really take, I've taken has been like Epsom salt baths. So I want to start adding and adding self-care baths into my life. Um, so what would you suggest? Like so what type not- of baths would I suggest with out, out of the Epsom salt baths that I get from Target? <laughs> So what I would suggest definitely is um, what is your intention with the bath? I would first start with that. That's like the most important thing. What emotions do you want to feel? Um, You know, first, I I guess I think it's really important to acknowledge the difference between Epsom salt and dead sea salt since that's what you're you know, typically accustomed to. Um, So don't freak out. But uh, Epsom salt is not actually a salt. Um, it is a mineral found in water that contains high levels of magnesium and sulfate, both mm-hmm. are which minerals that are really good for your muscles. Um, okay. they share a, it shares a similar structure to table salt, which is where it earns its title, but it's, it's actually just magnesium and sulfate. Um, okay. Whereas, uh, you know, and it is good for um, help for muscle recovery. Um, it's good for muscle injuries, things like that. So definitely really good for medicinal purposes. Um, dead sea salt is actually dead sea salt. That's from the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, um, it contains a richer mixture of nutrients, uh, prim- primarily magnesium salts. 
Um, it has about 23 minerals in it. So it's highly nutritious for your skin and your muscles. And it has high moisture content. So that makes it perfect for combining with natural essential oils. And so it is, they, the salt essentially becomes the carriers for the essential oils and the salt blends. And when you put that all into the water, then that's when you get, you know, this, this bath blend. So I definitely wanted to, to touch base on that. Oh, wow. Um, you definitely yeah, so, me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, a lot of people ask that because Epsom salt is, it's, it's far less expensive than dead sea salt. Um, and that, but that's also one of the reasons why it requires a lot more for you to put mm -hmm. in the water to really be able to get the benefits from it. Whereas with the dead sea salt, it doesn't require as much. And I think I've always put it in the same category. Like if I came across, you know, um, salt it you know bath salts in like a boutique or just seeing it in my travels I think I would always put it in the category of Epsom salt I've never questioned like oh this is a difference which I'm not going to say it was a difference but I'm pretty sure the places I've seen salt baths it probably what now that I'm thinking about it it probably was a difference between Epsom salt so I definitely thank you for highlighting that for me because I think I've always had Epsom salt in one category and that was it it was all awesome. yeah <laughs> Well, I am definitely happy to share. So for your baths, um, I would first start with the intention of the bath. What emotions do you want to feel? One of the great things about essential oil blends and salts is that um, essential oils have a physical and psychological effect um, on, you know, on, on the body. And that's why they're used in massage as well. They invoke certain uh, states of being and certain emotions. Um, and so from there, I would, you know, decide what emotions do I feel? Do I, do I need to feel like I want to relax? Do I need to, it's a Saturday and I'm sore and I just had a workout and, but I still want to feel, you know, uplifted. I want to invigorate my senses. Um, that is how you can first determine which one you'll use. And then from there, um, you want to create a sacred space for this ritual in your bathroom. You want to light candles, have soft, soft music, a bath tray, a beverage, maybe. I love to tell people that, you know, I often would refer to myself in third person a lot. Like I'm, I'm literally dating myself. So what, mm -hmm. what would I do and what care would I take to prepare something like this for somebody that I am deeply in love with? And then take whatever that would be. And then that's how you set up your bath. Um, and then you pick the type of bath you want, something soft and hydrating that invokes feelings of love would be the release milk bath. Um, if you want to love yourself, but you also want to cleanse and replenish minerals, then I suggest the still salt bath. Of course, you want to leave your phone outside the bathroom because nothing is more important than you in that moment. Yes. Yes. I'm glad that you said to treat it like you're dating yourself because yes. that also highlighted something else for me as well, too, because I do realize sometimes I give my husband a different attention than I do myself. Sometimes yes. if I make myself a plate of food, I, it's sloppy. I throw it on the paper plate and I just throw it down. But then when he comes, I make a presentation and put it on the, mm -hmm. on the you know, an actual plate, not a paper plate and um, and give it a different attention. And you know, yeah, so that that just holds so much truth to it. So I need to start looking at the actions that I'm taking for myself as if I am dating myself so I can hold more care and just say, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, and just throw it together. So that was a very, very important um, statement that you just said about treat yeah. yourself like you're dating yourself. And I'm yeah. glad you said the um, 
the bath tray as well too. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Ooh, I gotta order one from Amazon." As soon as I hang up this yeah. <laughs> this podcast, because you know I didn't think of that. Um, even though I guess it's a standard with taking um the baths. You know, I was just thinking. You know, when I was envisioning, I was just thinking like a bath with the, the lights dim and the candles, but I didn't think of the tray. So I'm also happy that you added that element too, because yes, um, I do need to go order me a tray as soon as. <laughs> <laughs> we hang up. <laughs> so yeah, thank something you, thank definitely. You. Yeah, something to hold your your book or just your glass. You know, whatever whatever it is that you want to do, you you definitely want to make the bath ritual unique to you, um, and and your mood for that day. You know, some days I don't feel like reading when I get in the tub. I just want to soak and put my head down as deep as I can and and just let the world melt away. And other days I want to read, I want to listen to music, I want to have a glass of wine. And so you definitely want to tailor it to how you feel that day and what you want to do. Okay. Yes. Amazing. I mean, so many jewels. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I see on your website that you sell different salt baths. So, like, what's the difference between, you have three different salt baths, right? So, you have still, float, and drift. What are, di- what are the difference between the three? And, like, how do I know which one to get for me? Or if someone's shopping, like, which one do I get? Yes. So, the difference in the three salt blends uh, is the intent for the bath. And I've blended each salt with different essential oils to support this. Uh, the still is a meditative blend of Lang Lang and geranium essential oils with Himalayan pink salt. Um, and so it's very good for really just being in a meditative state of just being present with yourself. Um, Himalayan pink salt is really good for invoking also feelings of uh, self-love. Lang Lang and geranium are also uh, essential oils that invoke feelings of love and relaxation. Um, and then you have the float which is an uplifting blend of green clay with cypress and eucalyptus oils, which eucalyptus peppermint is what come to mind for people. And of course, if you don't feel well or, or your sinuses are acting up or whatever, when you're inhaling this, this smell, it's going to definitely open things up for you and, and create a cooling sensation, um, which a lot of people really do enjoy. Um, and then the drift is very grounding. You're going to, you know, just drift away. It's, it's very earthy. Um, it's a very calm blend. Um, it is made with black lava salts and juniper berry and atlas cedarwood uh, essential oils. Um, and it's really just meant to like just ground you in the moment. I like the way that the drift, uh, the black lava salts change the color of the water. Um, now, a lot of people freak out when they drain the tub and the ring is still there and they're thinking oh my god this is gonna stain it but it's not you just wash it you just wash it out really quickly like don't go to bed of course with the tub dirty yeah. but you just it all rinses out and it's perfectly fine but I think that one is very very good for just like grounding and just drifting away oh my goodness thank you thank you so much for that information on the different salt baths now I know which one you know, what what to look for when I'm ordering from your website. So thank you. Thank you. I also saw on your website that you sell milk bath. I've never had a milk bath. So please tell me about this product. And is it real milk? Sure. So no, it's not real milk. <laughs> um, so the major difference between uh, a milk bath and a salt bath is that one is, is powdered um, and the other one is salt. So uh, the release milk bath, for example, is actually food grade vegan coconut milk. 
uh, sodium bicarbonate, which is a water conditioner, and it's blended with raw cocoa butter shavings and rose petals. And then, nice. um, of course, it has an essential oil blend, which with that one, it's going to be uh, rose essential, rose absolute essential oil and um, West Sandalwood or Amiris. And mm -hmm. uh, the treat milk bath, uh, the treat milk bath is more herbaceous and earthy. Um, it contains collodal, um, which is just a fancy way of saying powdered oatmeal, uh, arrowroot powder, and essential oils, thyme, and tea tree. Nice, nice. Oh my goodness, I feel like I need everything now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my soap care bath ritual is about to be on fleek oh my goodness it is exactly <laughs> you can set up a whole bar in your in your bathroom oh my goodness a bath bar. Like, this sounds so like yummy amazing now I see that you sell the milk baths like in the jar well you sell both of the products mm -hmm. in the jar how many uses would you say we get out of it is there like a measurement we should use when we're taking a bath or we just go freehand so definitely you can go freehand. I, I would say it depends on how long you want the bottle to last. So um, for the 16 ounces, you can get it. You can get a good eight to, to 12 baths out of those bottles. But it depends on, you know, how heavy handed you are. If you're going to use a fourth of a cup uh, for each bath, you, it can definitely go a long way. But if you're using like, you know, a cup of bath, then, you know, it's going to be a little shorter um, in terms of how long it's going to last. And then for the salt baths, I'd say around four to six baths per jar. Okay. 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 Good to know. So, yeah. So now I want to know, can down which baths are best for like each skin type so for example if you have dry skin what do you suggest normal oily skin like you know what baths do you suggest or which products would you suggest that we use for the different skin types Sure. So each bath, each uh, each blend is blended for all skin types, but some additional benefits come from, you know, the different ingredients for certain skin types. So someone prone to eczema, for example, or that may have open cuts would benefit from the treat milk bath. Mm -hmm. uh, the oatmeal in that one is really good. Uh, someone with dry skin, I would recommend the release milk bath. Um, and someone with oily skin could definitely benefit from the float salt bath. Okay. Okay. So good to know. I, I should have said at the beginning, guys, get a pen and a paper. Like you got to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys can rewind back and take notes. Take notes. And pause. Yep. <laughs> yes. And pause. <laughs> so I have another confession. I do not have a facial ritual either. And I see you sell like clay products. Can you tell me about them? How often should I use them? You know, what type of skin should use the clay products and so on? Sure, definitely. Okay, so I, I will give you a, a disclaimer. I didn't have a facial ritual either um, before I turned 30. I really would just wash my face with soap and water and, you know, that was it. Maybe add something on it when, when you know, my skin was dry, but I didn't have any issues. And it was just like everything changed after I turned 30. And so then that's when I had to come up with um, a facial ritual. So you are not alone. I think we all just kind of get into once there's a need. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so the complexion clays are blended uh, with the same idea as the bath salts. Okay for all skin types, but even better for some others. Um, each blend contains no more than four ingredients and they are all hand blended. Um, the mm. Calmaterra is great for dry skin. It's super hydrating. Um, the Puritera is great for oily skin as it's like really absorbent. 
and the Sanitera is great for combination or sensitive skin. Um, and so I'd recommend, I mask about once a week. Um, mm -hmm. I have one friend that masks three to four times a week. Um, I would recommend at least masking once a week. And then you definitely want to follow up with a great moisturizer, um, a great serum, um, or a floral hydrating spray or both really, honestly, I use all three. Um, and so I mask once a week and then I use the hydrating floral sprays and the serum, um, daily. And I think that would be more than enough. And now you have a ritual. Okay. So now with the clay mask, can you use it on other parts of your body or is it just for the face? Yes, no, you can use it on other parts of your body, definitely. So that's definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to say complexion clay versus face mask because you can even mask your feet. So I, I struggle with like dry skin on my, my lower legs. And so mm -hmm. I will do a, a mask. I will do a commentary mask on my lower legs because mm -hmm. I really, you know, struggle with that dry skin. So you can use it anywhere. Oh, okay. And how long would you um say we should keep the mask on for? I would say at least five to 10 minutes, um, let definitely let it fully dry. But the longer you keep it on there, you know, the better it doesn't, it doesn't have to stay on beyond drying to really get the benefits of it. But I would say, you know, at least five to 10 minutes. Okay. 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 More new information for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Now this is a topic I definitely want to get into because I've heard about it. And um, so let's get into dry brushing. So I've heard it. Um, I've been planning on like putting it into my lifestyle. I haven't quite done it yet, but I've been planning on it. But can you please share with me and the audience, what is dry brushing? What is it good for? for how often and when should we do it? Sure. So dry brushing uh, is the process of using a brush with stiff brushes, bristles against the skin to help exfoliate dead skin cells from the surface and enhance blood flow. Um, so each day we shed about 10,000 dead skin cells. And when I first see that, I'm like, ew. <laughs> so <laughs> dry brushing before shower or bath just ensures we get them all off. They serve, they've served as well that day, but you know, we want to get them off of our skin. Um, and so it definitely really helps that. And the brushing also stimulates our lymphatic system. Um, helping with drainage and thereby, of course, increasing the blood flow. Um, it, so it's a great benefit, not only for dry skin, but also improving the appearance of cellulite. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd recommend at minimum three times a week before you shower or, or take a bath, um, starting with your feet and working your way up. Uh, okay. The whole process takes about three to five minutes at most. Um, and now you can ritualize it by setting the intention before you begin to brush before you begin to brush away fear, doubt, any challenges you had that day that you don't want to take to bed with you, um, any thoughts that are just you know not serving you in that moment. Just you know, it's the physical act of setting the intention to of just brushing all of that off of you, so that when you get in the shower or the bath, you wash it away, and you know you can head to bed and and start fresh. Oh, I 
like that you added that in there. Oh, you yeah. said, brush away the fears, brush away the so I, I, yeah. like that. I didn't even think about that. I'm just thinking like, oh, let me see, go in circular motions. But you said, take it to the next level, brush your Take it to fears. the next level, brush it away. <laughs> I, I had to do that the other day. I had to get with that brush and just say, you know what, this stuff, <laughs> this stuff's just not going to bed with me. So let's, <laughs> let's get rid of it. <laughs> yes. Wow. Like, I love that. Oh, amazingness. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did we cover everything? I think we did. Like we got yeah. the hard brushing, we got the the mask, we got the bath routines, the difference on the salts. Like we covered so so much today. But before we end today's podcast, um, please tell the audience like what does becoming unique mean to you? Of course. So to me, becoming unique means discovering who I am at the soul level and making sure that I feel safe, happy and loved at all times. Um, It means stripping away societal conditioning, you know, removing the weight of fear based behavior patterns that I may have learned through, you know, the experience of trauma growing up. It's really telling the world, I understand who you want me to be, but I'm going to show you who I am. And, you know, and it's being unapologetic and living a life of purpose with reverence and always being true to who I am at the core. Yes. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. You took me to self-care church. (laughs) Yes. We need need some more of that, you know. We we are taught, you know, our whole lives that, you know, to, to look after yourself first is selfish. But I think that what was lost in that message is that, you cannot serve people if your cup is not full. You, 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 you really can. Like all of my relationships with my family and my friends, they really came to life once I began to serve them from an overflow of love rather than serving from a lack of it. Yeah. You know, it just changes the way you experience love of other people and the way they experience love from you because it's not preferenced with someone who's feeling insufficient or inadequate. It's someone who's saying, I feel whole and happy and complete because I love myself and I want to love you too. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, you got to let everybody know how they can get in contact with you, where they can find you. Like you got to give all the details. Yes. Okay. So my website is livebybeing.co. And my social media handle is at live by being. Mm-hmm. And I have an artisan shop on Amazon, which is amazon.com slash handmade slash live by being. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And her Instagram page is so beautiful, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you you're gonna so much. T- you're welcome. You're going to want to take a bath once you go to that Instagram. You're going to be like, ooh, I think I need a bath tonight. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. You have been amazing, Kennedy. Um, thank you. So, yeah. OMG. Kennedy was so amazing. She dropped so many jewels from talking about small self-care rituals that you can do just by looking in the mirror and saying, you are beautiful to talking about the bath routine. Just such great information that I am totally going to take use out of. And I hope you guys will take use out of it too. And since you guys made it to the end, you're going to find out that 
Kennedy has donated a still bath salt for one of my listeners. And I am going to run a contest for the next week for one of you amazing um, listeners to win. So make sure you're clicking on the link in the bio to enter into the contest. And hopefully, maybe you'll be a winner. So, oh, so this episode was just so, 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 so good. And I'm so grateful for it. Thank you, Kennedy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.